0: Disclosure. The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, any and all information presented in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making any decision what's up everyone ben Keaty here with the wealth crypto podcast happy friday i hope everyone's getting ready for the fourth coming up here but we have a great episode with todd sanders he's the chairman and ceo of spirits capital corporation and yes that means the alcohol so spirits capital corp basically puts whiskey ownership on the blockchain so I'll leave it there because Todd explains it much better. But this was a great podcast and super interesting. So
1: let's get into it.
0: And we're live. Todd,
1: thanks for joining me. i uh, happy to be here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: so for my listeners, we've got Todd Sanders on. He is co-founder, CEO of Spirit Capital. It is, is Spirit Capital, yeah? Spirits Capital Corporation. Spirits Capital Corporation. Cool. So, Todd, maybe just walk us through sort of the elevator pitch of who you are in the business, and we can jump into things a little bit further.
1: Sure. Well, um, what, we, what we are really is an alternative investment firm, uh, but we, we specialize in uh, using the area of premium American whiskey and bourbon in order to provide a, a safe asset class that collateralizes our investment products. So our, our main investment product which uh, we term called a cask investment deed it's it's a credit instrument it's it's similar to a bond. And what we do is we provide a fixed term with a fixed return. Okay. So, and then we it, it is all backed up. So for example one unit is comprised of 50 cask investment deeds. And each deed is collateralized by a newly filled barrel of either whiskey or bourbon. Mm-hmm. And how we how we define newly filled is it's been uh aged for less than one year. Okay. And how it works, it's it's set up to be a, a five-year investment that will pay 15% uh per annum at maturity. But you know. Five years is also a long period of time, and life sure. happens. Sometimes yeah. it, some may need to get out sooner. So, what we've allowed uh, the investor to do is, if they want to get out at the three-year mark, they can. It's a it's a lower return. It's it's a ten percent per annum return. Okay. They could also get out at at uh, the end of four years, uh, and that would be a twelve and a half percent per annum return. Okay. Obviously, you know, you stay in for the, for the full five years, and, and you're, you're making 15 you know percent per annum on your money. And you know what we do with it, it is to you know provide as much transparency and and security to the investor. So each investor will receive a list of the barrel ID numbers where those barrels are being held, the particular what's uh, called Rick house, that's basically that's the warehouse where the barrels are sure. stored. Okay. So they have that. We'll we'll actually um enter that onto a digital ledger. So there's no way that we can manipulate it or, you know, yeah. be, you know, switching barrels out on, on anybody. Uh the, the barrels themselves are, are also insured um through Lloyd's of London. And we name the investor as an additional insured on those barrels.
0: Oh, okay. So if say for some random reason your specific unit was the only one destroyed, you'd be totally covered. Absolutely. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, so th- so they are so th- yeah, the investor is also named as an additional insured and we um part of the agreement, the 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 purchase agreement uh comes with a, a security agreement that allows the investor to file a UCC1 against those barrels. Okay, okay, what's, what's a work. UCC one? Uh UCC one is is basically it, it's a lien. Okay, okay. okay. yeah, that, that puts them in in a first secured position. Gotcha. On, on barrels. Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. Like for example, you you know you buy you know you you buy a home. Well, your your mortgage company they put a UCC one filing. Uh, you know, yeah. against home, they're yeah. they're in first position. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I mean, we just, you know, we designed it, you know, this is not a type of investment where we're, you know, we're, we're shooting for the fences, you know, this is the safe, um, uh, you know, very, very good return with, you know, an asset class that just continues to appreciate. Okay. Uh, And it's an asset class that's really, it's gone. Um, it, it hasn't been available to, um, you know, most, most investors. Sure you know yeah, you would have to have some know how to to be in this game exactly exactly yeah so yeah. yeah. uh, and and you know was so but uh you know it's it's a it's just a fantastic asset class i mean you look at um you know how it performs i mean it beats the s and p five hundred it beats uh precious metals you know gold and, sure. gold and silver um it was actually uh last year it was it was it was named to be the the number one performing luxury asset class so it, Outperform art, collectible yeah. cars, you know sure. investments, investments like that, and you know we just see it as as an opportunity to bring a uh, a good you know a good solid return without having to worry you know worry about your capital. Sure. So
0: so walk me through the the fifteen percent annualized. So I, I saw on the website. I think you you've got to be accredited, right? Yeah um, and the minimum investment i think is 150,000 correct $125,000. 125 125 okay so i'm accredited i give you $125,000 you go out and buy i assume uh a unit of new whiskey and then after 5 years what happens like is that whiskey then sold and then
1: that's my 15% plus your fee um, because, or so, yeah, what will what we will do is is you know during even during the term of the investment we will be so the, the initial point is we have allocations in place with distilleries so you know there's there's only you know there's only so much that a distillery can produce sure. so you know we lock down those those allocations you know ahead of time
0: so you're like Buffalo Trace I want to buy a million dollars a year of whatever you're producing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll go. Yeah. Well, it'll be, you know, it'll be a certain barrel amount. Like for example, you know, this, um, you know, the one distillery, we have a a 20,000 barrel allocation Mm -hmm. for them that will be produced in 2023. Okay. Okay. And then we have others, you know, and we're lined up for a (laughs) long, 25, 26, and, you know, and, and so on. and, you know what'll happen you know over the term of the investment is we will um be entering into agreements to uh sell whether it be to a brand uh, a bottler even you know sometimes even the distillery itself may buy' them back from us or okay. or other distilleries that are also you know looking to uh increase um their inventory sure um so there's there's plenty of um outlets for us to, you know, sell the barrels off. I mean, whether it be here in the United States, but I mean, American whiskey and bourbon is, is thriving overseas. Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's, I just read an article last week that how it's American whiskey is, is beating out scotch, uh, throughout Europe. Interesting. Somewhere. And then you've got, and then you've got other, you know, I mean, India is a, is a big buyer. China is a, is a big buyer. So, sure yeah we're not we're not worrying about at the end of the day of being being stuck with uh being stuck with a lot of whiskey
0: yeah yeah okay so but I guess my question really just comes down to the price appreciation and then just reselling these barrels as needed essentially is what i mean you can't say guaranteed fifteen percent right
1: no, you can never. You, I mean, you can never use the term guarantee. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in, yeah. Any investment. I mean, look at yeah. it this way: a U.S. Treasury is not even guaranteed. You know, yeah. it's backed by the full faith and credit of you know of of the United States. Who but, knows what that means these days? Yeah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> yeah so but, we'll so we, we'll be entering in, into agreements to to sell them once they hit a, a certain maturity, okay. and then you know, and then for us, you know, and 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 how we we base you know we base it. For you know the 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 asset class itself and and the appreciation during the aging process is uh it's very predictable okay uh, well it, and and you know we based our model off of looking at you know what a five let's say a five year bourbon okay is worth today, sure um and we yeah. you know, we know with the way the market's growing that price will even be higher in 5 years and then we discount it from there as well okay gotcha so we know our investors will be covered gotcha okay
0: um i mean it's it's an interesting thing cuz like everyone's kind of talking about securitizing you know non-traditional asset classes on a blockchain and when uh our uh, mutual friend, Andrew mentioned that you were doing whiskey. I was like, Oh wow. That is super timely. and Interesting. Um, I mean, if this may be jumping ahead a little bit, but have you thought about other, you know, sort of non-traditional asset classes that could, you know, this strategy can lend itself to.
1: Yeah. We're, we're, we're looking, you know, we're, we're looking at a few different types of asset classes right now, Yeah, uh, but it'll, it'll still be a little bit down the road. We, you know, I'd say we almost got to you know, want to, perfect this con this uh, concept yeah Yeah. you know and then we'll and then yeah we'll we'll look at we'll look at other spirits we'll look at other at other asset classes oh sure yeah yeah
0: yeah i i I mean i would assume people are drinking fine vodkas and tequilas and all that stuff too so yes that's for sure yeah um that's super interesting so like where where did all this come from like did you just wake up one day and was like i want to put whiskey on the blockchain or
1: Okay. it was it originally started um someone uh someone had approached me about uh investing into a company that wanted to do a an initial coin offering um with a, a whiskey you know backing in it uh i didn't i i didn't move forward with that because i knew that the SEC was cracking down on on initial coin offerings, and so, so I, this I, was like 2017, 18 type thing. Uh, yeah, it was uh, 2008, yeah. yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but I was uh, I was very curious about whiskey as an asset class. Sure. So I spent a, a tremendous amount of time, you know, learning uh, as much as I I could about it. Yeah. Um, and then. Forming and and creating the Cask Investment Deed uh, as a way to, you know, securitize it and and bring it out there to to the in- investing public. Sure, sure, sure. You know, so and it, it took uh, you know, about I guess about four and a half years to really be able to to launch and and bring you know bring the concept uh, out there, but you know, plenty of um plenty of development work uh went into it. Interesting. So. I mean, and kind of like,
0: I'm imagining trying to pitch this idea, because the way I'm understanding this is you're just buying, you know, you're buying nice barrels of whiskey, but they're not complete yet, right? Right. Is is that a, do you think that's kind of a tougher sale for sort of your investor rather than buying like a finished bottle of Buffalo Trace or Basil Hayden's or whatever?
1: Yeah, no, we haven't, once we walk, you know, once we walk a prospective investor, through, um, the, you know, through the whiskey and, and how we, how we structured it. I mean, first you, you look at a couple of things, um, you know, and what, what separates us from, I think, you know, other companies that are out there selling whiskey as an investment. Um, you know, we're, we're not asking the investor to take on the risk of, um, you know, owning, owning the cask itself and hoping it 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 appreciates in in value and then they got to figure out how to sell it or they got to find a broker who's going to sell it for them. Yeah. It's not like a futures contract where you take delivery of a 100,000 hogs. <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> definitely no. We now we do get asked oh, quite a bit like, "Well, could I just keep the whiskey and uh, yeah. you know, I'm like, no, we that we can't do." But oh. uh so but just, you know, walking walking someone through it and you know a, a, another thing and. Uh, we had, um, um, an investment, an investment group, um, uh, actually an insurance company that okay. is looking into, uh, into it. And the fund manager said to me, he goes, he goes, well, here's what I don't understand. He goes, I've been drinking maker's mark for years. Yeah. And the bottle used to cost me, you know, thirty two ninety nine, and now it costs me thirty nine ninety nine. So I don't really see the growth, you know, there. And yeah. Then we had to, you know, walk them through. Well, first of all, it's the the aging process stops the moment it goes into a bottle. Yeah. And it's during the aging process that the capital appreciation on on the value of it exceeds. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. And I mean, I guess going circling back to like where this came from, like you were pitched an idea, you said, okay, let's let's try and do this um what what did you learn during that process of just like starting this whole thing like did, did you know it was going to end up on a blockchain or did you just like no it, it I, was, I like this whiskey investment business maybe this is something to look into
1: yeah so uh, it initially it was really about okay how do we uh, how do we bring this asset class out there to the investing public that's that's really how it started and then from there, I just, I wanted to work and I wanted to develop something that provided significant transparency to the investor mm-hmm. and, you know, putting it on a, on a blockchain ledger just makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. now we're, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to just, you know, oh, well, let's just swap some of these barrels out for something else. Sure. For some other barrels, you know, so it it gives, you know, I think it, I think it just gives the uh our investors, you know, the comfort in knowing that their their investment is is secure. Yeah, yeah.
0: How uh I'm curious because I I don't know if you saw my background, but I a lot of my background is on the wealth side. I've done retail to institutional and have worked behind net worth businesses, you know, all over the place. Um, do you like? how How do these people find you? Is it through an intermediary like a financial advisor who say, "Hey, I've got something creative or are people just whiskey aficionados and just finding you online
1: no it, it's 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 really it's it's uh it, it's not just whiskey aficionados it, it's 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 the you know investing public now we you know we we've done we have done some advertising sure. um, but our you know our our main focus right now is actually working directly with uh registered investment advisors yeah, yeah yeah you know who who have you know whatever a clientele of you know 50 100 200 you know uh investors sure yeah
0: no that um i mean i used to interact with wholesalers all the time for pimco mm-hmm. and you know american funds vanguard etc cetera, etc cetera. like and the tough thing for all those guys is they all ultimately sell more or less the same product it's just like is my large cap better than your large cap, you know? And like, Absolutely. do I care? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like you coming in with like, hey, here's an actual truly diversified alternative investment must be, I mean, my my LinkedIn network, for example, has a ton of uh, RIA advisors in it, and they'll probably find this one particularly interesting.
1: So, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. I was just thought. So. Yeah, 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 I mean, I think the, uh, you know, um whiskey, um, the whiskey aspect of it, you know, certainly gives it a, a a good, good deal of sex appeal. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And it, and it gets, you know, and it gets people curious to learn more about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm an advisor and I need to talk investments or show something new to somebody like this would definitely like turn my head a little bit. Um, do you have like formal partnerships in place with RAs or is it more just kind of like a, you know, I I've got a couple advisor buddies, you know, let's do a seminar event type thing.
1: Yeah. Well, we, we do have, we do have, uh, agreements with with a few different, uh, investment advisors, okay. but that is our main, um, marketing focus to go to right now. We actually, I okay. just, uh, just agreed, um, to hire a, a chief marketing officer that yeah. has spent his career, you know, Marketing within the financial services uh, yeah. industry, yeah, uh, and then we're and then there are certain you know there are certain conferences that we're sponsoring. Oh yeah, you know the the you know the the clientele that are there are our investment advisors, fund managers, family offices for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah we're, I mean that's that's and that's uh you know so that's directly where we're we're putting our marketing dollars at right now.
0: Okay, yeah, Now, um, I mean if you guys go to like the Schwab conference, the T or well TD is now Schwab, Fidelity, go to Invest. There's a number of like big conferences to probably check out because you'll be by far the coolest booth there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, we're looking forward to there. There's one we we just agreed to a, a, a sponsorship package uh with them last week and it's uh it happens to be in our backyard which is nice now I don't gotta yeah. worry about you know, traveling all over but it's it's coming up in September in, in Huntington Beach and it is the whole conference is family offices, registered investment advisors. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and we are definitely gonna have the coolest booth there. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, which I guess begs the question like, are you a big whiskey drinker yourself? Like, did this sort of peak like a natural sort of interest uh, of yours already? You, or
1: you No, know, I, I get it. I I get this all the time. I mean I'll you know I'll be you know sitting there and meeting someone for a drink and I'm I normally order a tequila. Oh, yeah, um, that's that's me. That's me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and, yeah, people just they're like, I don't get it. You do all this, you know, you do all this with, uh, you know, with whiskey. And you don't even drink it. And my my favorite line is be like, hey, listen, you know, a monkey can't sell bananas. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're going to eat them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, that's really funny. I mean, have you have you gotten to a point now where you would consider yourself like, uh, like a good,
1: I guess, whiskey drinker? Like, do you kind of know your way around the space? I, yeah I I do I I know you know I mean because you visit a lot of distilleries and when you go to a distillery sure. you have a you know you do a tasting yeah uh, at some point so yeah I'm I'm getting better at it and um I actually uh, between my my girlfriend actually is quite the uh, uh, whiskey okay. enthusiast and so yeah, she yeah. she's taught me a lot and uh, our chief technology officer is he's a okay. big you know whiskey enthusiast as well as our chief operating officer uh, so yeah, um, yeah yeah so you, you know, just say like <laughs> i'm learning as i go yeah you just say like no at the
0: end this like here's my cto who actually talks whiskey <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny um i mean as far as the tequila side goes have you looked at um getting down to holisco and like like
1: oh, talking down there or we, we, you know, we've made some initial inquiries, um, sure. you know, and I think, uh, I believe it's the, their term for, uh, essentially a distillery is, is a gnome. Okay. Uh, a and gnome. there's only, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's only, a, uh, there's only a certain amount of them that are licensed, uh, through the Mexican government. Sure. Uh, yeah. To have that From the, from the uh, perspective of of the asset class, uh, I mean, tequila market is growing by leaps and bounds. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Every celebrity has a tequila brand these days. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you can, you know, thank uh, George Clooney and Randy Gerber for that one.
0: Yeah. LeBron James, too. Um, but uh but hey, it's fine for me. I love tequila, so
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I do too. So we're, I mean, we're looking at a way to to maybe structure an alternative investment around tequila. It would, okay. I, I don't, I don't think it would really uh, mirror what we have in the cask investment deed right now because okay. it, it just the pricing structure on it and the you know the aging process you know for it is uh, you know is quite different.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, most people like your uh, your blancos, right? It's not. I would imagine like the aged whiskey market is much bigger than the aged tequila market. It is for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but man, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, uh, what, what am I missing here about this whole thing? Um, well, like, what do you guys like? What are, what's the big focus for, you know, the business going forward? What do you guys want to continue to do?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, from our, our, you know, our business model is, Obviously geared towards uh you know, selling the cask investment deeds and, and creating and doing multiple offers with them. Sure. And we'll also look to do different variations of whiskey investments uh sure. over over the next few years where uh and where we are just uh just started looking into the ability to create uh what we're just terming intern uh, you know in- internally right now is is a mini deed um to be able to you know bring someone in at a, a price point in the few thousand dollar range yeah uh, uh, and and not and not have to be an accredited investor so I that
0: was going to be one of my questions is like is there a place where this gets so tokenized and fractionalized that you could actually trade it for 10
1: bucks or something that's that that is we, we yeah well now we'll have to go through a, a registration statement sure. uh, process with the you know with the SEC in order to to yeah. bring it out to you know to the masses and whether that just be a straight registration statement or we sell it under under the uh regulation a plus um you know we haven't we haven't made they, those decisions yet but yeah we we, we definitely want to you know take it out to where really anyone can can participate in it yeah, uh, and and we and we certainly have we have a we do have a full model uh, uh, as to how to do it as a token. Okay, uh, yeah, and that was yeah. we 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 put all we put all of that together, and then the Securities and Exchange Commission is just having so many issues. Yeah, with, yeah, you know, with anything that is crypto related, and they. They you know they consider token as crypto related. Heck, they didn't even like they didn't even like that we're using you know blockchain. You know, yeah. I'm like, well, oh, you know, pretty much every Fortune 500 company uses blockchain in one form or another. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I'm
0: sure you've kind of caught the last week's headlines about Fidelity and BlackRock filing for spot uh, Bitcoin ETFs, and it's like the timing is just. I try not. I mean, I I'm lying. I love to be conspiratorial. It just Smells weird, you know. Like uh-huh. the fact that these two mega corporations are getting a bite at a spot Bitcoin ETF, right when Gary is just trying to push. It seems like the entire industry offshore.
1: So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's you know we we went through kind of a you know some starts and stops on the on the token side, and you sure. know ev- eventually I, I you know we will introduce one. I mean we've got a whole concept uh lined out for it and and we've already built the the back-end platform to do it as well yeah
0: yeah i mean i'm sure you guys could do something interesting around nfts and just sort of uh like exclusive access to you know various whiskeys or events or whatever like i'm sure there's a whole thing there
1: oh yeah there is
0: yeah 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 um Shoot. I oh don't know this is just really cool business, like I'm also just talk to hedge funds who just like you know are, are doing all sorts of yields and uh you know pairs trading and all that sort of stuff, which is cool, but um, it's not often that I get to actually talk to you know maybe more air quotes a normal kind of person, everyone's super deep into crypto,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's for sure,
1: yeah um yeah, yeah, no, I mean we think you know we, we we love the concept it's um and it's certainly uh being accepted uh by people sure. I and mean, yeah. you know you know and i th- i think we actually get more of um uh more people just intrigued by the you know the whiskey aspect than than yeah. you would for just having uh you know an exchange traded fund you know that's indexed oh, yeah. you know yeah. yeah selling
0: investments is hard like yeah. it's, it's just super commoditized in this like you know, your average like financial advisor stock jockey. I mean, there are several of them left, but they're not many. Most advisors these days are going full sort of fiduciary financial planning type stuff for their value add and their alpha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can go get a portfolio at BlackRock for like six basis points. That I mean, if you think you're better than BlackRock, you've probably smoked a little too much weed. So, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, but yeah, no, the whiskey thing is is super interesting.
1: Um yeah, and you know, and that's that's why we really like um you know working with the RIAs because they're you know they're usually they're just you know management fee, you know, fiduciaries. So yeah they really you know want to get into the nitty-gritty and um you know they're not out there uh selling our cask, cask investment deeds because we're paying them a commission. Yeah. You know, they're doing it, you know, just from their their management fee of of being the uh the advisor alone. Yeah, yeah, they
0: are doing it mostly just because they like the investment and it I mean specifically from the advisory side finding something that's truly uh differentiated and non-correlated has been incredibly difficult the last 15 years or so. Um I would imagine that I mean I guess that's an interesting question. So how do you report pricing? Like if you're say say you work with an advisor and he's got five clients who want to invest in what you guys do. Do you have any idea how they report the like price performance of the investment over that five year period? Like, do you have like K ones or something that you send out? Or
1: what well, well, we'll, 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 we don't do uh, we don't do uh, K ones, but what we will be sending out is is an annual statement for when our insurance company raises the value. Okay. You know, once a year, you know, that, you know, the value of that whiskey gets as, as it is maturing,
0: um, yeah.
1: it is growing in, in, uh, you know, it's a price of prices appreciating. Sure. Okay. Will, you know, let everyone, you know, let all the investors know. Yeah. Okay. These are, you know, this yeah. is the pricing that we've, you know, we've now increased the, um, you know, insurance value on it based upon, you know, market trends and, and market pricing. Sure. Okay,
0: and that—that that is, a, I guess, like a contracted appreciation as part of the insurance policy, or like a contracted sort of assessment, rather, part of yes. the insurance policy. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I would imagine most advisors, at least, would entertain the idea. Um, interesting. Well, so I—I'm just very curious, just like how you got here. You know, mm-hmm. so like what—what what was it in your past past that? Um, like, what is your actual background? Like, do you have financial services background?
1: Um, I have a little bit of financial services, but I've always been very entrepreneurial, and I yeah. did I spent I spent you know most of my career uh, advising and, and assisting small to medium enterprise businesses on on everything from capital formation, capital raising, you know, board formation, you know, strategic development, um, and I and I worked in uh you know in a variety of of industries from technology to to natural foods to oil and gas okay and this was um you know this was just this is this was a concept that i came up with you know it's my baby uh and i've been i've been i've been fortunate to put together a, a really solid uh management team uh together and uh I've uh, been, yeah, been been very been very lucky uh, in in finding the right people sure. uh, that you know certainly believe in the concept and what we're doing, uh, but are also able to bring a, a tremendous amount of of value add to us. Sure.
0: How how was it just building the team? Like, did you have to just like did you hire a recruiter? Like, did you know people? Like, what was the process like? Uh, from like day one of spirits to to now,
1: yeah. So I think me my, the the first two uh, members of the team that came on board um, are a gentleman by the name of Tom Seifert, who is our uh, chief financial officer. Okay, and I had known Tom from uh, being an advisor to another company that he was the CFO. Okay, so we had you know we had we had a relationship there. And then uh, our chief technology officer, Reza Hashimi, who, you know, really wanted to take this on the token level. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so, and and so he, you know, I got, I got him on board and, um, you know, he built out our platform and, and he basically, you know, came up with, you know, how we'll structure it to, to put it on, on the blockchain. Yeah uh and then we you know when we we grew, grew from there we brought on um uh Mike Weidmuller, who is our uh chief investment officer and uh he's been uh, instrumental in in helping us uh bring in um not only uh accredited investors for sure. cash investment deeds but also investments directly in our company sure yeah
0: yeah. Um what would what you get would you say you're like a series A or a series B type thing, or do you have aspirations of
1: going public or well we have we had aspirations of, of going public and we still may do so. Um but you know we spent uh, nine months uh, going through a qualification process with, with the SEC to, mm-hmm. to do a, a Reg a reggae plus Financing round, and the the day that we cleared comments with the SEC, it was just very anticlimactic for us because we've been approached by a a very large uh, private source of of capital. Yeah, uh, they would they would prefer that we don't have any other shareholders. We don't go public. Sure. Yeah. And so that's you know, uh, that's very, you know, intriguing for us and, 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 you know, and, you know, much, I, I think it's a much better, uh, you know, prospect for us at, yeah. at least at the point in time. For
0: sure. For sure. So, well, congratulations. One, I guess looks like, uh, it's like you started a great business. Um, I mean, what, what do you, what, what do you want to do with it from here? Like, uh, you mentioned kind of maybe having some different types of whiskey investments. Like, do you have kind of a roadmap for the next, the rest of the year, the next two years? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely for, at least for the the next, you know, the next couple of years, you know, another aspect of, of what we do is, um, we actually invest into, uh, whiskey just to build our own portfolio. Okay. Yeah. And, our own our own asset base and we have a uh you know we work with a we work with a couple of um of large industry brokers that have kind of put together a potential portfolio for us to to pursue sure uh, with you know different types of mash bills with stuff that's you know already been you know aged a certain amount of time mm-hmm. different you know you know many you know throughout many different distilleries so that's you know that that's a big aspect of of what we're doing and and i think what that will also allow us to do is to even create a different type of deed product sure. uh, on on stuff that's aged already and we'll continue to yeah uh, continue to uh, appreciate it's just you know it's a, really it's just a matter of uh, putting together the, the the financial model and the pricing on them um, yeah you know, understanding what we can what we can offer to the investor uh, and also, you know, figure out that we're, you know, we're we're maintaining, you know, margins as well. Sure.
0: Do you guys always want to be sort of investor focused or do you have any thoughts around like a more of a consumption based model where obviously you have access to probably a ton of different uh, suppliers? Um.
1: Yeah, we, we certainly have access to them, but that is not uh that's not a main focus for us. We're not looking to get into the, the brand uh, brand industry. Um, We, we may, I'm sure at some point we'll, we will distill uh, some stuff and and create a, you know, create a small brand, but I think it would be, it would be something more that it would, it would be a much, you know, higher end uh, bottle uh, and be, you know it would only be sold on a very very limited basis sure sure so you're telling me you don't want to open like a distillery
0: in Newport on the beach with <laughs> 10,000 bottles
1: <laughs> no, no no i mean i think you know what what we will do is um as you know distilleries are are continuing to to be oh. built um i i know that we will we will look at some strategic investments directly into sure our- into a distillery and and we'll have some ownership there, whether it's whether it's it's a distillery that's uh trying to expand uh their facility production yeah. or whether it's someone that you know is looking to build out a a you know a brand new distillery gotcha, okay, so you kind of
0: it kind of sounds like you're trying to set up as like basically just a world class whiskey investment business that's,
1: that's like, exactly what that's exactly what we're doing,
0: yeah okay um Do you see anything outside of the states that's interesting, or are you focused mostly on?
1: You know, we we have a a a consultant that we're that we're talking to that she has done quite a bit uh, in Ireland with Irish whiskey. Okay. Uh, So I don't think we'll I don't think we'll get into it this year. Yeah. But I I we'll take a much uh much harder look at next year and see, you know, where we could fit in. Sure. OK. It, I mean, I assume they've got sort of similar
0: type businesses around Irish and Scotch whiskeys, too.
1: Yes. They. Yeah, there are. They're they're similar stuff. There's definitely some, you know, some synergy, you know, some synergy there. Um, but for, you know, certainly for the time being, we're we're truly focused on the, you know, premium American market. Gotcha. OK.
0: Is uh, I mean, for the, the drinkers out there, is there anyone? That comes to mind maybe that's new or that you've come across that's just different exciting like everyone knows buffalo trace and makers mark but um
1: any names you got i mean there there's there's some really good good stuff out there um you know wilderness trail um they've got they've got some great stuff and um I, i was there not that long ago and and toured it and and the the day that i was there they actually had just released a uh seven-year-old uh weeded uh weeded rye okay uh, so we you know picked up uh picked up a couple bottles of that yeah, and, sure uh, it's it's really good stuff i think um i, I think the, the gentleman who founded wilderness trail i think they did a, a great job uh in what they're doing but um now they they just got bought a few months ago by Compare. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be curious to see um, if I don't think they're going to continue to do uh, contract distilling. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to focus on, on their brands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, which is something that we, we saw happen with uh, MGP. Which was kind of the you know the I think they were the largest contract distillery, but then they merged with a uh, a company called Luxco, uh, with several brands, and they said you know we're not gonna we're not gonna focus our efforts on contract distilling. We just want to focus on building building their current brands and coming up with new brands. Well, I
0: would imagine at least if you're actually the person distilling the whiskey, if you're doing a good job and you can make your own stuff, the their, their greater investment is probably in building that brand and just continuing to do contract work. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's interesting. That's really interesting. And um, it'll be, you know, I think it'll also be interesting to see some of the, you know, new uh, facilities that are um that are in various levels of construction right now what, you know, are they going to, you know, put their own, their own brands together as well?
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, do you see, do you see many, I guess, smaller, medium-sized distilleries sort of seeking you out to help kind of like move product or?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, we've, we've certainly been approached by some smaller distilleries that like the, you know, they like the aspect of We'll just come in and you know fill the barrels and, and sit on it over time essentially, yeah, it would be acting more of a uh i guess as a a factor financing component sure. yeah yeah you know for for them but the you know so we've had some we've looked at some stuff with some smaller distilleries and and, and smaller brands, but it just i think um you know for us and on the the growth rate that we're on, we need to focus on larger allocations.
0: And does that generally leave you with only so many people that can fulfill that type of work, like at Campari, for example?
1: Yeah, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It it really does. I mean, we've got yeah. uh, you know we we just locked in um, a we finalized a five year agreement with a, a distillery that's going to open in uh, September. And they will be. Uh, I think they'll be able to grow to around a hundred thousand barrels per year. Okay. In production, which is you know that's a you know that's a pretty good size. Yeah. Um, I know there's 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 another uh, there's another uh, new distillery that I think is going to uh, be able to do about seventy thousand barrels a year. And okay. you know, we'll be getting some allocations, you know, from them as well. Yeah yeah interesting.
0: I mean, what uh, what was surprising, I guess, about this journey for you? When you look back on it, like what what are some things that have stood out in terms of just starting the business and maybe things that you've learned about, I don't know, whiskey or
1: yourself or people? Um, yeah, I, I, I have to say the um, the vast majority of the people in the whiskey industry that we're either working with or, or, you know, or, are forging some type of, you know, future, uh, business transaction, you know, with them, it's, they have been incredibly, uh, incredibly wonderful, nice people to deal with. And, sure. uh, and, and our, our concept uh, is being very well received. Yeah, <laughs> I would bet, <laughs> you know, and, and that's, you know, that was something that I was, I was really worried about, you know, of, you know, them, you know, cause I mean, the vast, you know, places that I'm you know, distilleries that I'm meeting, they're in Kentucky and, and Tennessee and, and, um, and you're the Newport guy, North Carolina. And, oh. and yeah, and I didn't want to, I was hoping to not get, you know, be perceived as yeah, I'm just, um, you know, hedge fund type in, you know, yeah. from California. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you know we've been able to avoid that i mean one of the one of the first distilleries that we uh we bought some some barrels from is in north carolina and and before you know we even you know before we even did it the first thing i you know did was i, I scheduled a meeting with with the owner of the distillery and i i flew there and you know and spent the day and you know he walked me through everything i i i walked him through our you know our business model and and what we're doing and and uh, you know, everyone everyone that we've we've met has uh we've been very well received by. Uh as a matter of fact, this the the particular um distillery owner when we were, you know, after he showed me the, his facility and we were just sitting there doing a little tasting and and having some lunch and he uh you know he mentioned to me, he goes, you know, he goes, I probably get a voicemail at least once a week from some hedge fund, you know wherever yeah uh saying that oh you know they'll buy you know as much as you know they're willing to sell and he and he told me he goes it's i've never returned one of those phone calls interesting interesting
0: so how did uh how did you get in the door then like so walk me through as a sales guy myself walk me through that like first sale like how uh who was it or well if you can say who
1: was it but um well yeah i can how do you approach them I can say it was, um, uh, definitely a learning curve uh, for, sure. <laughs> for us. And, um, it was, uh, it got a, a little bit scary oh, yeah. uh, and he's, you know, he's just, um, you know, wealthy, you know, uh, you know, high net worth investor. Yeah. That, that, um, and he's, he's, he's local. And I was actually, uh, uh introduced to him from his uh, accountant okay um, and he you know he he liked the concept and you know, and then you know we went through more and more and walked him through the whole aspect of how it works and showed him you know the due diligence that you know that we've done on on the industry and and sure. who, we're, who we're working with and we had uh and we had had uh an agreement with a very large contract distillery okay. that uh, in order to purchase, you know, X amount of, of barrels from them per year. Sure. Yeah. Well, so this gentleman was like, you know what? Great. Um, uh, I'm in. I want to do this. He filled out the paperwork. He, you know, he wired in the funds and the day that the funds were wired in, I, I sent over the purchase order for the barrels and got a, callback from our sales rep saying, yeah, no, we can't do this. Huh. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm like, but we have an agreement. Yeah. You know? And you and I've been completely onboarded as a client, you know? Yeah. And, uh, he said, yeah, we just we 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 have a change of focus in our business operation and we just can't do this anymore. Uh huh. and I'm, I'm like but you do realize we have a, you know, an agreement. He goes, well, you could always sue us. Um, like, so and it's like, shit. So, he, already, he already, he already took my leverage. <laughs> uh, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and they're, and they're a billion dollar company. So you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lawsuit model doesn't work for anybody yeah, yeah. Uh, Except the, except for the lawyers. Right. Um, and so now here I was, I am just, Freaking out because you know, yeah. this, you know, he's our, he's our he's our first investor. He made an investment into the company, bought, you know, uh, uh, a good amount of 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 deeds as well. And You've I've got to perform. A, and i got yeah, and I I don't have the whiskey to yeah. and um we just wound up uh I I just threw an internet search um we ran into a a a company uh called Victory Spirits which is a a, a well-known independent uh whiskey broker okay and the um uh the, the gentleman who owns it uh Michael Shore I got on a call with him and we literally worked out a transaction within 24 hours to yeah. purchase the barrels to fulfill it and then and then I, I, you know, I, I met my, I mean, I met Michael now on, you know, several, uh, sure. on several occasions. And he's been, um, he's been fantastic at opening doors for us, Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and he certainly likes us. I mean, he makes money on every transaction that, yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> that we do. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a good fit, but, but he's been, you know, he's been great in terms of, yeah, just opening doors and, um, giving us credibility within the industry that would normally take a lot longer
0: yeah i I would assume that i I don't know maybe this might be a pejorative term these days, but it is kind of like a good old boys club, you know, well, like I can- people people know each other and doors shut based on yes. you know a it- phone call or a text message to a group, and it's like, yeah, not that guy, or yeah, this guy's great, and then everything yeah.
1: opens up it is it is definitely a um it is definitely an old uh, voice uh network and i was i was actually having dinner uh, a few months just a few months ago with uh with michael and and the owner of a distillery that we you know uh have an now have an agreement with and great guys we're having a fantastic dinner and and he said todd he goes I hope you know, this is, you know, the whiskey industry is very much of a club. Yeah. And like, yeah, I kind of get that feeling. He goes, yeah, well, the good news is you're a part of it now. All right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I was very happy, very happy to hear that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'll, uh, I bet that'll make the, your initial investor happy to know too. If you he ever hears this story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I haven't told him that story yet. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe don't share this podcast with him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um no that's cool that's uh i'm always curious just kind of how those sales like kind of come to fruition because there's no you know like there's no playbook right like right it's brand new you've got to like go hat in hand and just say here's me here's my idea can we please talk and then you probably have to do that a number of times before you get lucky Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's i mean that's a great story that's awesome
1: yeah and it's been uh you know it's 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 worked out well and like I said we've, we've been very well received you know within the industry and you know I I make it a point to you know I want I every distillery even that we uh, may work in the future with um but not now you know I still make it a point to to go there and to yeah. meet them and to, you know, and and spend some, you know, spend some quality time, you know, with the owners and, you know, walking them through what we're doing. And, sure. and, and we're hopefully, um, you know, we could uh, pursue a, a business relationship, you know, with them at some point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, do you. I mean, are you at a point where you really kind of like vet your partners too the people actually making the whiskey for you? Are there people that you won't work with or are you
1: how do you, how do you kind of approach that we haven't I, I, we haven't uh run into a situation where um you know we found someone that i i just wasn't comfortable uh sure. to work with so that hasn't happened yet but in terms of yeah in terms of the vetting um and, and you know of of any distillery that we're going to be buying you know you know buying allocations of oh, yeah, so whiskey from yeah yeah. I mean, and, you know, look, these are, these are very large purchases. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very, very expensive purchases. So yeah, we, we, we want to know not only just, you know, just from a, a, you know, a business standpoint, you know, who it is that we're doing business, but, you know, also what is their, you know, what is their background uh, in terms sure. of, you know, their, um, you know, their, their whiskey industry experience. Uh that's, sure that's that's very important you know
0: do you you guys have that in-house now do you have the ability to like really go down to like the actual say like making of the whiskey and like sort of vet how they do it the styles they do it why they do it that way all that sort
1: of stuff or yeah because i've been i've been you know lucky because now that i've uh i visited enough distilleries and and see how you know they, they they all you know pretty much do it a little bit differently uh in in one but uh because there's there's one distillery that's that's opening up in september i mean i was there when it was just uh you know we were just there and looking at uh you know their acreage um they were just starting to build so i've been there a few times now and i've i've actually been watching the progress of of this distillery uh being built which And um and the, the gentleman who's the the CEO has been really uh helpful in, in walking me through, you know, what the you know, what each piece of equipment does and kinda um and, and yeah. how the entire process works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even from the even from the build out of the uh you know of the of the rick houses. Oh sure, yeah. Just how, how they're even stored. Yeah, I can see that yeah. being like an overlooked piece
0: of the whole thing too yeah um, yeah i uh i have friends in boise who run a big microbrew up there and i've uh been up there to visit and seen the facilities and stuff and i was just you know in my in my stupid head i was like oh it's just brewing beer well, you know how complicated could it be right but then they walk you through the whole thing and it's remarkable just like the amount of science and sort of engineering that goes into making an ipa Um, Mm -hmm. I I imagine it's similar with whiskey like it it really is like a pretty sophisticated effort to do something at scale for you know if you're making 100,000 barrels of whiskey a year that's a shit ton of whiskey (laughs) like
1: yeah it certainly is and 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 then you got to and to see the you know the the process of of what it goes through yeah uh, is it's it's fascinating. Yeah. You know, it, it's really. I mean, I, I, you know, I encourage you know anybody who has who has any um, you know, any you know interest in in whiskey to go to a distillery um uh, and and see it. Um, yeah, uh, it's a you know, it's just it's. I, I find it fascinating from every step of uh, every step of of the process, and uh, you know, and just you know, we'll we'll be doing. I'm I'm looking forward. We'll be doing some investor you know events at at distilleries uh, sure, uh year, and yeah. you know you know bring um you know bring our our, our c i d holders you know in a kind sure. of customer appreciation you know yeah, yeah. rip kind of a thing yeah um, yeah
0: that's uh that's better than your annual shareholder meeting if you're just like <laughs>
1: <yeah. laughs> it' it's like, lot better <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um I get those notices for my stocks, and I'm like okay, just proxy, I don't care like <laughs> yeah, um, I would actually probably show up to the whiskey event so. I think, yeah, I think a lot, I think a lot of people, you know, would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, let's see, Todd. I mean, it's been great to meet you. Uh, Anything you want to sort of wrap up with here? We're almost to time.
1: Um, No, I appreciate appreciate the time. I mean, I've been doing, uh, you know, uh, you know, as of, as of late, I've been doing a lot of um, interviews and and stuff like that. And I, I, I I must say this is uh, a, a, a lot more enjoying than than sitting there being grilled, you know, being grilled by a reporter. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, um, I pitch it kind of as like Joe Rogan for financial services. So take that for <laughs> take that for what it's worth. But, that,
1: that cracks me up. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it, I mean, it's a great compliment just to kind of hear that. You know, you you know, we haven't really met. You enjoyed the process. Um, I tend to notice just from all all of these. This is thirty three now, which is kind of crazy, but. People kind of, you know, nobody knows, we don't know each other, so people kind of start off a little kind of guarded and then kind of get through conversation. Everything sort of, uh, to borrow, I guess, like an alcohol analogy, sort of blossoms and opens up at the end. It's uh, They're fun. They're fun. Yeah.
1: So Yeah, no, yeah, this is, uh, I, I enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun.
0: Good, good. Well, um, welcome back anytime. I'd love to, you know, have you back, you know, six months or so, see how things are going, see
1: what's oh, up. Oh, great. We would love, um, we would love to move up into that. But yeah, um, thanks again for the time. I really appreciate it, Todd. Uh, Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Cool. Bye. Take care.